This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. I do want to hit a little receivers. We talked about it on the last podcast because T. Higgins had to step up. He's the number one receiver on a lot of NFL teams. He's the number one receiver on this team. They have just two of them. It's a good problem. Can we can we give some can we just make this appreciation segment right now about uh, Mr. T Higgins and and what he's doing with this offense right now? Absolutely. I mean, you're looking at a guy that over the four games Jamar Chase missed is on pace for more than 1,500 yards over a 17 game season. That is elite stuff. That's not like it's not Tyree Kill and Justin Jefferson, but it's the tier below. And that's where I think T Higgins belongs, to be honest. He's the number one receiver on a lot of teams. I think that got like beat up as a joke after the Browns game and maybe even a little bit of that Panthers game. Although I thought he was good in both those games on film and even that Panthers game, I think he had 60 yards. So they just didn't need him because Mixon was going for 205 touchdowns. Then the, he finally showed it when they need him to be the engine of the offense. He's able to deliver when Mixon goes out, who steps up. It's, it's uh, T Higgins and he's getting a little bit of that number one wide receiver treatment. Uh, the deep out he caught from Joe Burrow. I think it was in the third quarter maybe, but it was a deep out on the left sideline. He had a bracket on him, like two guys watching T Higgins because it was quarters. Number two goes out and they taught, they told that safety, you're just going to play bracket on T like the corners outside you're inside. He's not going to be able to get open. T Higgins steps on that corner's toes, gets all the way up on him, presses vertical acts like I'm running a go round, I'm running right by you. And when the corner flips his hips, he cuts outside, catches the ball. He's just such a good mover for his size. He's not like, he's not that big lumbering six foot four. He's more of a smooth six four. And it's really cool to watch. I, I really like watching T Higgins. I think he's a good wide receiver and a legitimate wide receiver one on, oh man, 20 teams. I don't know. I'm just Definitely the Green Bay Packers. They missed him. That is the main one I think of. When I think of T Higgins, the wide receiver one, I think of the Packers skipping him for Jordan Love. And I just thank, I thank them every time he makes some big catch. <laughs> No, it is absolutely amazing. And it's funny because we've, we've talked about it before, but I remember draft night when they were picking and a lot of people are like, wide receiver. I didn't see that. 
I didn't see that happening for Cincinnati, but I'm sure they're like, if this guy's on the board, uh, we're definitely taking them. And when you're picking in the second round with the first pick in the second round, you, you're you almost picking a first rounder anyways. Um, so they were really happy T Higgins fell to them. And there was a clip actually, I, I saw it and I retweeted it today over on Twitter, but it was the AFC championship highlights of T Higgins. And so much happened in that game that obviously Kansas City is not going to leave Jamar Chase open because they remember what happened the first time. But then T's open and T's making moves. And there were so many catches and plays that T Higgins had in that game throughout the whole entire game that I feel like we don't think about. We don't get enough credit to. And that was one of my favorite T games. And obviously not at an important time for this offense to come back in that game. Trying to go back and look up the stats for that game. So I remember it was a good one, 103 yards on six catches. I remember he made a lot of – he made a couple plays, I believe, that were like out of structure. Joe Burrow escaped the pocket, looks up, and T. Higgins is right in front of him because he did a good job on the scramble drill. Yeah, just – he was clutch, man. In those playoff games, I know the first one, one catch for 10 yards, that wasn't a great game for him. But then 96 yards against Tennessee, 103 yards against Kansas City, and 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Rams in the Super Bowl. That's awesome. That's, you know, gone are the days that the Bengals enter the playoffs and then their great players start underperforming because T. Higgins, 309 yards in four games, what, that's averaging 77 yards doing quick math on the internet. Never. <laughs> Not going to say I did that in my head because people won't believe it was 77 yards if I say that. Never forget that Colts playoff game when Cincinnati had to go play the Colts. Oh, oh I knew they were screwed. I Was it, I believe it was, it was Rex Burkhead at starting at slot receiver for them. And Mo Sanu was the number one guy. I can't remember. Number two might've been Greg Little. Yeah, it was Greg Little. Oh, I know too much about a game that I hated. I knew they were going to lose that game going in. I was upset because they couldn't get AJ Green back for it. And yeah, it went predictably. I mean, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. So yeah, 2015 was worse. <laughs> so maybe people are a little hyped about this Kansas City game coming up, and it does feel like postseason in Cincinnati. But I want to say with the wide receivers right now, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of talk that Jamar Chase was limited last week, and it's hard to determine if the guy was going to go. I think it was smart what Cincinnati did. They rest him. He got the practice, and he wasn't on the rehab field, and he went limited all week. Huge week of practice coming up, and I can't think of anybody who's more than uh, more than ready to get on the field and uh, face the Kansas City Chiefs than Jamar Chase. When you bring Jamar Chase back, we talk about T. Higgins and obviously him stepping up during Jamar's absence. What's that going to do for the offense? We learned a lot about Joe Burrow, what he was able to do with his weapons out there. He's not carried by his wide receivers. How, how does that impact the way this offense is rolling? Jamar Chase seems to be getting full on like Randy Moss treatment uh, this season where they are, they're not letting him go anywhere without a safety over the top, whether that's shading the post safety or that's playing cover six, cover eight, so that you have uh, a flat defender in front of him and then a guy deep behind that uh, safety playing over the top, or they're just playing cover two from both sides of the field. Either way, he's getting cloud coverage when he's outside or he's getting a bracket or he's getting the post safety. When he's inside, they're making sure they, do something like a quarter so that they have the safety at the top and they're jamming up, jamming up underneath. Again, just like he's when he's outside. So what that does for the other guys is it just opens up. You're devoting so many resources to Jamar chase that 
T. Higgins, he gets some respect when he's the number one guy, but he's not getting that full-on respect. And now with Jamar Chase back, he's going to get even less. So now T. Higgins gets these one-on-one matchups. You think back to that Dolphins game where they just stuck Xavier Howard on him and didn't even give any safety help because they said that guy's going to Jamar. And then <laughs> Xavier Howard's going to play one-on-one with T. Higgins. What did T. do? Burned him. So uh, I think it opens things up for Higgins. And then also it just brings back – Jamar Chase is the explosive play guy even with all this extra coverage and the, all this stuff to try to slow him down, he's still the guy that if you're going to pick one player on the Bengals to go for a 40-plus yard game, that's Jamar Chase. And he adds an explosive element back to the game so they don't need to matriculate the ball down the field as much. They can still do that. I hope they still are able to methodically move the ball down the field. But you're you're going to get life's going to be a little bit easier is what I'm trying to say. Life is going to be a little bit easier for Joe Burrow because he'll hit Jamar Chase on what should be like a 10, 15-yard gain. He takes it 80 yards for a touchdown. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Jamar Chase doesn't feel human just because of hearing about the injury when we did. I'm like, how's this guy going to come back and and play? And we've talked a lot about, you know, just I just don't feel like he's human. And maybe he's doing great. Maybe he doesn't feel the pain. And maybe it is a pain tolerance. Does Jamar Chase get more than two catches in the game against Kansas City? Oh, I think so. Do you not? I just I just feel like they're going to be all eyes all loaded on him at all times. And, and that, and that doesn't mean that this offense can't cook, but I think it's going to, it's going to be T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, maybe even little Hayden Hurst out there in your run game. I truly do. Man, I'd set that line at like four and a half. I think the four and a half catches for him. I know it's his first game back, but he, he already started getting ramped up last week. Mm-hmm. If he had all the limited practices, oh, I, don't think he'd be a deep boy. I think the Chiefs are going to pay attention to him, but I just, I think he ends up with like five catches for maybe 80 yards. What what would be funny if he he went for two sixty six again and we're like I was oh like well, he was, he was going to go for two catches and he gets two sixty six <laughs> that was my favorite game in the post game when he was asked about it and he's like they're like you know you had more than Patrick Mahomes I want I'm, I'm probably butchering the stat a little bit and he's like no I didn't know that and that dude I mean that's seriously winning the playoff game at home that that one is so hard to beat when you beat Kansas City to win the AFC North but that's just like it's right there it's right there on, on top two wins and yeah and I and I hope the guy's ready um he seems like you know I don't think he would be on the practice field and, and avoid the rehab field if they didn't feel like this guy is good to go and they were smart with him um you know having the bye week when they did he got that extra week off and Kansas City was circled that's kind of what they wanted all along and they might get that so let me ask you this is this corny or do you think they should do this you know the offense is going to be announced on Sunday. They do the offense defense. They flip flop it. This just happens to be the game where the offense is going to come out on the field. Do you leave Jamar Chase for the last player to come out of the tunnel? Yeah. Right. Like that's the obvious one to do. With with the AFC championship highlights all over the video board. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, like I'm saying, that's the obvious one to do, right? <laughs> that's, you know, that's but I mean, it, seems, it's, it seems obvious. 
And I, I've been saying it. I've been saying you got to do that. You got to get Jamar Chase, the last guy out of the tunnel, sold out crowd. Should be a great time. It's going to be crazy. The suspense. They didn't announce Jamar Chase yet. You know, like that type of thing. Actually, is he, is game he time decision. He's a game time decision. <laughs> <laughs> he announced it at eleven forty-five. But at the same time, yeah, yeah, I think that that would be. I think that would be legit, and that's how you should do it at home because you know the home crowds and the home atmosphere. It's different now at Bengals games. It's a lot of fun, and I just I think that's what you have to do. And, you know, as long as he has a good week of practice, we'll hear more on Wednesday. But um, all seems well at one pay course stadium. And the same with Joe Mixon. Adam Schefter reported, um, you know, sources close to him. Feels like he's going to go to in this game and, and um, almost missed that cut versus playing in the Titans game, too. Let's talk a little playoff picture. You look at the AFC North. Watch the Baltimore Ravens against the Jags. Watch Baltimore most of the season. I feel like it might sound like I'm a homer when I say it. I'm not impressed with the Baltimore Ravens. I know that they have the easier ride to win the AFC North division. But at the same time, they still have divisional games. They have a Broncos defense. Their offense can't do anything, but their defense is legit. So I'm not I'm not all in on the Baltimore Ravens, just speaking of the AFC North alone right now. Um. Yeah, so you're talking about that Broncos game. I, I would be surprised if the Ravens lost that one because, like, the Broncos just got blown out by the Panthers and Sam Darnold. I think this is that team's just toast on offense. Like, the defense is good, yeah, but they are tired at this point. It was only 20 points, but ah, it's so tough. It is so tough to be on with an offense that can't move the ball on the other side of the field. So I will look at the Baltimore Ravens schedule real quick. So I know they play the Steelers twice. I think that's going under the radar as a yeah. game the Steelers could win. That's when I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers won at least one of those games. And I wouldn't be shocked if they swept them, but I would be surprised. Like I do think the Ravens pull one of those out. They play the Browns. They've had the Browns number, but that's the Browns team with redacted and you don't know how that's gonna go <laughs> with with the guy who shouldn't be named yes um, yes yes we'll actually have to talk about him next week but uh but yes no i i agree i i don't think you can you can look at that you, you can't look at any games the big no, talk yeah. of the season was halfway through it that baltimore had this easy slate to end the season it's cupcake they're going to be able to do it and i just and then they dropped one you can't do that you cannot do that because I'm still not a believer in this offense. And it's no offense to Lamar Jackson. It's what his team surrounded him with. Um, oh, his best receiver is Deshaun Jackson, yeah. like a guy that they pulled up off the street. I mean, that team is telling you what what they think. And, and then they go add somebody on defense, which a legit defensive uh, playmaker. But at the same time, Lamar's over here, like waving his arm, like, Hey man, I, I'd like someone to play with right now. Um, this is a huge year for him, a contract year, which you think is going to be franchise tag. And that's going to, that is my take. Yeah. That's going to make him. He won't be happy about it now. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. So I don't know. I just, I think overall right now, looking at the AFC North, I'm not sold. I'm not I, sold. Think, I think the Bengals are better than the Ravens, especially right now. Um, but I, it's hard. It's hard because the Bengals probably have to go four and two and that's entirely possible. But when we predict the games, we've said they finished 10 and, uh, what, six, <laughs> like, seven. Oh, seven. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I don't mess this up. And I mess it up. But anyway, we said they're going to go 10 and seven. And I, 
the Ravens, if they go forward to end up 11, what I would say is you have to, you know, keep pace with them. If you drop this game and the Ravens win, now you need them to drop a game and for you to keep winning during that stretch. But you just have to be at the same record for week 18. That's the nice part is that you get to face them and you know whether or not this game is going to be for the division or not. So I think I think the Bengals could easily win three more games before that or two more games and maybe that's they're still tied. I don't know. I, I think if the Bengals can get to 11 wins, including that win against the Ravens, then they might just win the division. But if they end up with 10 wins, I just – there are just so many gimme games for the Ravens. I know gimme games don't really exist in the NFL, yada, yada. They are going to be favored in every single game except the, except the Bengals one. I don't think they'll be favored in that because it's at home for Cincinnati. But at home against the Falcons, both Steelers games, on the road against the Browns, at home against the Broncos, I think they're going to be favored in all those games, rightfully so. I don't think that they're going to win all of them. But, man, that Falcons team can be scrappy sometimes. The Steelers play them tough. So there are – reasons to think they drop a few games but if you're looking at why the Bengals still aren't favored to win the division it's because the Ravens schedule is just a cupcake schedule at this point yeah I want to talk a little more about the AFC overall picture in our next segment and just kind of a look ahead at that because it could more than likely just be wild card for Cincinnati but still have a lot of football left the second half of the season next on it's always game day in Cincinnati